Here's what's ahead of us today on Sound Doctrine. So John is saying it's time for evaluation. Ask yourself this this morning, do I hate sin? Does it bother me? Remember this, that sin always separates us from our God. Do you care that it causes you to be following afar off with the Lord? In other words, if there's sin that's going on in our lives and that needs to be revealed, God will reveal it. The Holy Spirit is good at what he does. And, and we need to repent of it. And if we're doing something at home, we're, we're carrying on with something we shouldn't be doing, well, the Lord will bust us and he says, repent, and then it's all right. We'll, we'll just move on to the next thing, right? Your spirit leads me on And I'm running after you, you I'll leave behind the worthless love And I'm trading them for priceless truth We're doing some much-needed self-evaluation today here on Sound Doctrine. See if you're truly a born-again believer in Christ. Some are self-deceived, others just need some assurance. Whatever the case, 1 John serves to help us know where we are with the Lord. Join us, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, as Pastor Jeff Johnson delivers part 2 of To Know Him. And if you need to leave us early, simply drop by SoundDoctrineRadio.org later today. Jesus said in John 8, 29, I do all those things that please the Father. When he came, he did everything that pleased the Father. I can't say that. I, I don't do everything that pleases the Father. I want to, and I'm learning how to, and, and I think that's important, to seek him, to know him more. Oh, that song we sang. Just to know you, Lord, but the one that claims to be his child and does not obey the Lord and his word does not know him and does not have his truth in their heart. And that's pretty clear, isn't it? Look at verse 5. 1 John 2, 5. But whosoever keeps his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Oh, so the guy that really gets diligent here and goes into the word and lets the word get into him... All of a sudden, God's love is perfected in that brother or sister. Hereby know we that we are in him. I love that, that, this scripture and just how he puts it. To keep his word. See, the word is the will of God. The word is our guide to life. I mean, this is the road map. Hopefully you got, this is, this is like the answer book and you're in 10th grade biology and you didn't study but you got the answer book, you know. Think about that when you were in school and everybody knew you got the answer book. And they were, hey, 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 I'll give you some money, man. Give me the answer book, man. To have the answers. This is the answers. It guides us. It directs us. It's what God desires. Corey Tin Boone is uh, just a precious soul. 
She was an older woman. She was caught up in the whole thing of Nazi Germany, and she and her sister got put into a camp because they were trying to hide Jews. And they were not Jews, but they got in this camp. And this Nazi guy, you know, Corrie Tim Boone at first was just so angry at what was going on in her life, where her sister just said, Corey, you got to love these guys. <laughs> Love these Nazis, you know, and whatever, you know, just love them. And she couldn't do it. And finally, they took her sister and killed her and, and just made her just so weak. And, and, and she ended up dying. And Corey just cried out to God, and she was so angry. God healed her. God heard her prayer. And in 1947, in Munich, she ran into the Nazi that was involved in making the decision to have her sister die a horrible death. It's in The Hiding Place. If you want to see a good movie, it's called The Hiding Place, where she was hiding Jews. She ran into this Nazi and said, looked in his eyes and said, I forgive you. I forgive you. And she needed to do this. And she did it. You see, she proved that she loved the Lord. And, and because she did what the Lord wanted her to do, and that's forgive this guy. How do you do that? With God's love, you can do that. And it just frees so many things up. Over in John's Gospel, chapter 14, in verse 23, listen. Jesus says, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, Jesus and God, will come to him by the Spirit and make our house in him. (laughs) We will live with you. We will come into you. Now, that's an incredible thing, that the living God can come into an individual, a human being. He says over and over again, he said, this is the way it is. If you receive me, I will come into you. And it's, you know, it changes the whole attitude. It's not, you know, anymore, okay, I'll, oh, I'll obey, I'll do my chores. And you don't want to do it. You hate them. You hate it, the whole situation. But all of a sudden, you got this new attitude, you know, of a son that loves his father and says to his father, Father, you just sit down. I, I love you so much. You sit down. I'll, I'll cut the wood. I'll cut as much wood as you want me to cut. I'll milk the cows. I'll do whatever you want. I love you, Father. I mean, just really putting it out. Obey his commandments plus his word. And not trying to push the envelope, not trying to, uh, to come, you know, see how far you can come to the edge in your Christianity. Or asking the question, well, can a Christian do this? Can a Christian do that? I mean, how far can I go in this world? <laughs> what can I get away with? No, that shouldn't be your, your question. You should say, what does my father desire? What pleases him? That I will do. That I will do. So this attitude of, you know, this whole thing of looking down. And people look down, and and Christians get into it. They get into it. They start looking at addicts, and they say, look, drug addict. Why don't you get a life? Why don't you get out of your addictions? You know, and bummed out at people that are into their addictions. Forgetting maybe your addictions. Forgetting where, where you came from. You were scraped off the the gutter yourself when you came to the Lord. He went to the guttermost to get you, man, and picked you up and forgave you of your sins. And now you're judging addicts or you're judgmental about the homeless? 
why don't you just get a job? She can lighten up, man. You know, they need love. They, they need to see a real Christian. They need to see somebody reaching out to them as you were reached out to. But we get judgmental. There's so much of that going on in the body of Christ right now. Judging others that are, that are, that are alcoholics or whatever. And here you are. You're a sipping saint. What's that? Well, check out your refrigerator at home. See what you're sipping on. And when you have your nice Mexican meal with your, got to have your margarita. I'm stepping on some toes. But the Lord is saying, what are you doing? You're so judgmental, and yet you do what you do? And you worship your home? And you, you look at it like an idol? And you serve it? That's idolatry. I mean, we got to start thinking about this. Lord, wake us up. Bring us to reality. That we would not forget where we came from. We would not forget how flipped out we were. Lost, confused. And he reached down and he saved us. And he gave us a, a, a heart of love. A spirit of power. I mean, he continues to bless us. I think James says it best in James chapter 4 and in verse 17. Therefore, to him that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You know what you're to be doing and you're not doing it. That's sin. We've got to deal with that sin. We've got we to say, Lord, I don't want to go that way. I don't want to be that person. And I give you my, my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. And he will cleanse. So we show our love for him as we seek to please him, which really reveals is what John is saying here and gives us the assurance that we are in him and that he's in us. See, as you walk with the Lord and as you're in agreement with the Lord, you're seeing and and it's being confirmed, confirmed that you know God, that you walk with God. That's incredible that we know him. So John is saying, it's time for evaluation. Ask yourself this this morning, do I hate sin? Does it bother me? Remember this, that sin always separates us from our God. Do you care that it causes you to be following afar off with the Lord? In other words, if there's sin that's going on in our lives and that needs to be revealed, God will reveal it. The Holy Spirit is good at what he does. And, and we need to repent of it. And if we're doing something at home, we're, we're carrying on with something we shouldn't be doing, well, the Lord will bust us and he says, repent, and then it's all right. We'll, we'll just move on to the next thing, right? It's, a, it's an experiential knowledge. I'm getting to know the Lord. I'm loving him more and more every day. Why? Because he forgives me for so much. He loves me so much. I just want to serve him and please him. So you get to that place. But Peter struggled. Remember Peter in Luke 22? He struggled. Why? Well, because he thought he was a macho man. He had a sword. He hung around with strong guys. He was a strong fisherman. He, was, he, was, he thought he was pretty bad. And the Lord said, they're going to take me and they're going to crucify me. And he goes, no, 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 no. They're not going to, they got to run by me first. I'll die for you, Lord. What are you talking about? Jesus looked at Peter and said, oh, Peter. <laughs> 
this night, this very night, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, get out of here. I'm the baddest guy you have. I'll take his head off. I'll do him right now. Nobody's touching you, Peter. And, and, and so Peter begins to go along, and, and you can follow in Luke 22. And Jesus says, would you guys go pray with me for a little bit? You took Peter with him. Came back. He went a little further. Came back. And Peter's snoring. He's not praying. He's just, he's out of it. See, Peter has been losing it here. He, first, he thinks he's self-deceived. And then he starts to think, you know, you know, I need to sleep right now. I'm, a, you know, I'm just, I don't have a, he didn't have a devotional life. He didn't have a prayer life at all. He didn't pray. The next thing you see, you see him getting really into a situation where they're taking his Lord. And they're not going to take you. And he grabs a sword and he cuts off a guy's ear. He aimed for his head, got his ear. And, and everybody's screaming. And the guy with, with no ears, blood spurting all over the place. Jesus said, put away your sword. And Jesus reached down, knowing the trouble that Peter was in. Reached down, picked up the ear, put it back on the guy, healed him completely. And everybody was amazed. And, and, and Peter, he felt so bad. I, I blew it so bad this time. Yes, that's right, Peter. We, this is not the way we fight our battles in the flesh and with flesh and blood you know no we fight it spiritually and he and he didn't get it he got away he walked away just condemned and the devil got on him and started to really beat him up he started to walk afar off it says there and so when finally he came to where they took jesus into caiaphas's palace he came and he watched afar off and he warmed himself at the enemy's fire this is another thing that happens when you really get away from the Lord and you're far off, you start having fellowship. There's no fellowship. You start having relationship with the world and those in the world. You know, like the Christmas parties. You know, you got to be very careful. You're going to get caught right up with it. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? Are you going to be a witness? You can go. I mean, go. And, and, and if you're that, you know, if you're that strong of a Christian and you want to be in the midst of that and be a witness, then you do it. But to get caught up in it, he's warming himself at the enemy's fire. And then they take Jesus out of the, the cell that they just beat him, unbelievably. Took him out of the cell. He's walking across the courtyard. And I was there in that very courtyard. Peter looks over, and the Lord looks at him, and their eyes meet. Unbelievable. Peter didn't get the look from the Lord of, I told you, Peter. I don't think the Lord did that type of look at all. Or now you know, Peter, you are deceived. You don't have any kind of prayer life, you know, and really condemning him. No, when Jesus looked at Peter and Peter got the look, and we need the look. Every once in a while, Lord, look at me. Give me that look of I love you, I died for you, and I am with you on this one. You confess it, and I will take you out of this muck and mire. I'll pull you all the way up. And I will deliver you again and again and again. He loves us so much. And Peter got away from that to the point of he was, he was convicted. He wept bitterly. Judas didn't do that, though. Judas turned in the Lord. And Judas, he went out and he hung himself. He was condemned by the devil and the devil took his life. Peter was not. He was convicted by the Holy Spirit. And so when the Lord told Mary, go tell, when he was resurrected, go tell the disciples, Mary, and go tell who? Peter. <laughs> he, 
He knows you individually. He knows you by name. He knows what you need when you need it. Go tell Peter, I am alive. I am risen from the dead. And when Peter heard that, it picked him right up. So sin cuts us off from fellowship. David cried out in the psalm we read this morning, Psalm 51. I I love this because he was so honest because he got busted so bad. I mean, you're the man, David. You're the one that killed Uriah. You're the one that, that committed adultery with Bathsheba. Nathan just told him. And right after that, he wrote 51, Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. See, he knew his God. According to your, the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. I acknowledge my sin and transgressions to you. Because why did he do that? Because he knew God. He knew. He tried to keep it. He tried to hide it. But then he, he was... And the reason why he tried to hide it, he didn't want to lose his ministry. He was king. He thought he was going to lose everything. No, God had a plan for his life. He didn't lose everything. But he needed to let go of this thing. He hid it for over a year. We need to get it off our chest. We need to let the Lord know. And as soon as he did that, Psalm 32, as soon as he said, I acknowledge, in verse 5, Psalm 32, I acknowledge my sin before you and you forgave me the iniquity of my sin. Immediately, you picked me up. Restored into fellowship. God gave him assurance of his salvation after that. He'll do the same for each of us as we confess our sins, as we repent, and as we say, Lord, I want to go your way. I want to I please you. Give me of your Holy Spirit. Help me in my situation. Deliver me. And finally, verse 6, look at this. Verse 6 says, as he closes out here, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. He that confesses that he is in the Lord, a Christian, whatever, ought himself also to walk even as Jesus walked. Wow. What is, what is he saying? Well, to love him is to seek him, to spend time with him. And do you remember Peter and John as they were before the Sanhedrin in Acts 4.13? They perceived that they were ignorant and foolish men. But they also perceived that they had been with Jesus. Why? Because they, they were bold. They talked like Jesus. They, they, they were his disciples. And they said, we see that they had spent time with Jesus. May that be said about all of us. I see that you, you're a Jesus freak. You've been spending time with that Jesus guy. <laughs> oh, man, that, what, a, what a blessing, huh? That we're being conformed into his image by the power of the Holy Spirit? And we're, ha- we're being a good witness? Wow. That's what they said. To walk and talk like Jesus. To abide in him. As he is the vine. We're to abide in the vine. The branch is to abide in the vine. If you don't abide in the vine, John 15, you're going to be taken off and burned with the other branches that are broken off we need to abide in the vine what does that mean that means just stay in with christ get into his word let it get into you become a true disciple a student of the word if you will you say but i got so much going on i i can't read the bible well then you're in trouble (laughs) what can you say you know if you're not letting the word get into you you you're going to come up empty we're computers 
And whatever you get fed is what you come up with. Are you feeding on this book? Then you're going to come up with this book and with the word of the Lord. So may this, this study this morning cause you to hunger and thirst for more of him. Because as you go for more of him, you're going to get it. So you'll know them by their what? Fruits. And the branch that bears fruit is the one that abides in the vine. Now, does the br- branch have to do anything to bear the fruit? No. The, the vine brings the, everything is needed for the fruit to come out and to hang on the branch. And so there's just going to be all kinds of fruit hanging on us. You know, pop, pop, pop. You know, and you're just going, whoa, look at this. I'm patient. I wasn't ever patient before. Whoa, look at this. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just you're being a better witness. And you're seeing fruit in your life. Why? Because you're abiding in the vine. So God help us. As we abide in him, we're going to produce fruit, lasting fruit. Without him, we can do nothing. You know, don't unplug. Plug in. That's what this, this message is about this morning. Know him. To know him, plug into him. Don't be distant. Without him, there's no life. You're not even going to experience any kind of life at all. I'm crucified with Christ, Paul said. Nevertheless, I live. You talk about the life that I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith now. I was living like a jerk before. Now I believe God. John says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and his blood cleanses us. In John's gospel, in, the cha- in chapter 1, the disciples, they came and they beheld the Lamb. May we behold the Lamb today. They followed Jesus, it says, and then they abode with him. They, they spent time with him. See, that's what the Lord is saying. I want you to behold. I want you to look to my son. He's what you need right now in your life. Look to him. Behold him. But do more than that. Follow him. Follow him in everything. He, he leads by example. He's our example. He's our power. Without Jesus, nothing gets done in our lives. Nothing. So not only did they behold the Lamb, followed the Lord, they abode with him. They spent time with him, inviting him into their homes, into their lives. This year in Israel, as we walk through the land, this saying came to my mind when I was putting this study together that I've heard so many times before. But it's, this is the saying. It's, it's one thing to walk the land, you know, to go over to Israel and to go on a tour and to walk the land. It's another thing to live the life. Anybody can go to Israel and walk the land. It's not going to have an effect on you unless you're walking the life, living the life. So the Lord's saying, you come. Be redeemed. Be forgiven. Let my tender mercies come upon your life, my loving kindness. Let me just put my arms around you, love you this morning, and send you forth knowing me. Our greatest need is to know God. And he's going to do everything after that. But Jesus is the one that connects us. So it's in receiving him. He says, and then once you receive me, I'm going to take you from glory to glory. And I'm going to conform you into my very image by the power of my Holy Spirit. Isn't that great? You're just sitting there as a branch. just do, you know, <laughs> And he's doing everything in you and through you and with you. It's just your life is surrounded with Jesus. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to today's message by my Saba, my grandpa, Pastor Jeff Johnson, the founding pastor of Calvary Chapel Downey. To listen to more messages by Pastor Jeff, visit sounddoctrineradio.org or download the app Sound Doctrine Podcast on the App Store. God bless you. Well, as many of you know, we've been on the radio for quite some time. And in order to pull off something like this, we must depend completely on the Lord. His provision often comes through caring Christians, and for that we're grateful. To stand with us today with a gift of any amount, simply go to sounddoctrineradio.org and then click Give in the top right corner. Pastor Jeff has written quite a few books. One of them is Jonah, More Than a Whale Tale. If asked, would you say you're running from God or to God? And that's really the question you'll carefully consider in this book as you journey through Jonah with Pastor Jeff. You'll observe God's mercy and compassion poured out onto both Jonah and the Ninevites. God longs to bless each and every one of us. And he also desires that we share his love with those that don't know him. Jonah would learn that the hard way. Order a copy of Jonah, More Than a Whale Tale, when you call 800-353-7553 or visit us online at sounddoctrineradio.org. Glad you've taken time out for today's study in 1 John. Come back next time. This program is presented by Calvary Chapel Downey and online at sounddoctrineradio.org. So far,